Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Tanya Papanikolov is the founder and CEO of Rainbow. She's a holistic nutritionist, educator, entrepreneur, and wellness leader. Tanya educates on holistic wellness, mycotherapy, and using food as medicine through one-on-one healing, workshops, and retreats. Since 2018, she has been building the Rainbow brand and product line of dietary supplements and functional foods. Rainbow mushrooms are grown locally and sustainably in Canada with love and healing intention. I have been following Tanya's journey for a very long time. I am a huge fan of these products. So is Clay. And if you guys know Clay, (laughs) he's not really a fan of very many things. And he (laughs) is a raving fan. So congrats on all the success. Welcome to the pod. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's so, it's a trip to see you in general. I know. Um, So I was just thinking about, so we actually know each other and how we met. And it feels like a million lifetimes ago when I was working for yoga girl and you came on a retreat. And I have to say that I have, I helped her and met hundreds of people through that journey. And I remember about five of them and you have always been at the top Mm -hmm. of that list. And I know all I remember is sitting outside having a talk about something. (laughs) I don't know what, but I can remember the moment and realizing like, she's got it. And that was almost 10 years ago. And now it's like billboards in Times Square. Tell us what's going on. Like drop us in what's happening. Wow. Well, honestly, that was a, that retreat was first of all, unforgettable um, because of the events. Mm -hmm. And Um, it was such a turning point in my life. So yeah, I remember it so, so well and so specifically and so much has unfolded since that point. And it was like the the beginning of a journey and that was a stepping stone in saying yes. Mm. So it was really, it was a really big, a big moment. The first trip that I ever took by myself that I like learned to fall in love with myself and being a solo traveler and the incredible synchronicities and adventures that come when you do that. So, so much has happened since then. Um, I, I became a holistic nutritionist and an educator and just really started pressing forward with a mission to get people healthier and more connected to their various bodies, like mind, body and soul and spirit. And 
ultimately the evolution of human consciousness and human human humanness as we as we go through life and that has landed um currently with a lot of work with the mushrooms and i always like to say that i work for them and they're they're the bosses um and it's a beautiful partnership that feels really really beautifully guided and um yeah i mean the times square thing i i'm just kind of like whoa yeah so tell us i I have, I want to dive into your journey and I have lots of questions about your work with mushrooms, but specifically, this is a massive achievement, like huge congrats. I feel like so excited for this. It feels like a movement and that we're a part of it. And so what happened? What, what, yeah, tell us. I mean, yeah, it is, it is, it's such a, it's such an incredible, um, moment in time for plant and fungal medicine and like that it's just wild it's it's so cool to be a part of something with a few other brands that is is truly one of the first times in history that that's ever happened where we've like placed healing at the forefront of a commerce driven space like Times Square and so it it happened i mean you know honeysuckle magazine so we partnered with double blind magazine honeysuckle magazine musings magazine and muses moment and so honeysuckle magazine really led the way in doing this with cannabis for the first time and put that Mm -hmm. in times square and so they had really amazing connections to really help this project um happen and um it was a lot of back and forth around like you know, what could be said and what couldn't be said and iterations of the creative um, based on, I guess, the comfort of the of the uh, billboard owners. But ultimately we got to a place that is, that like has the message of these plant medicines and, and mushrooms are kind of looped into that category, but it is really important to note that mushrooms are separate from plants and fungi are their own kingdom. Um, and that they, you know, it really deserves to be plant and fungal medicine but um but it's just such an incredible step forward for the entire industry and everybody that has been touched by this form of healing and by this medicine um so yeah it, it's so it's so it's such a cool thing to see happen um yeah we're at such a pivotal moment um with the decriminalization and legalizations hopefully to follow soon and all of the research um just so much happening yeah it's an exciting time and so for everyone who's not on the mushroom train yet so you have been in my humble opinion very far ahead of the game you have been posting on your instagram about foraging (laughs) up in the woods of canada um about these mushrooms way before it was cool and now (laughs) i feel like it's definitely like a buzzword people are catching on right and you very much have been the bridge for me getting me interested and like dipping my toes in this amazing world, which actually felt really overwhelming because there's so much and it's three, really three things, which is following you on Instagram and buying your tinctures, 
buying the rainbow mushrooms. We have all of them. We have my mom on them. We have (laughs) friends on them. You know, it's one of the coolest brands, one of the best products really like has helped my mind, body, and spirit, these products. So that really like got me curious. And then it's watching fantastic fun guy reading these books, you know, that are now coming more and more mainstream, but for people who are not there yet, and maybe still a little curious or a little skeptical, why mushrooms? Like if somebody's interested or curious, what got you into mushrooms? Like, I would love for you to share what feels important about your journey and Mm -hmm. why you're so passionate about it. Totally. Um, well, I'm so honored and grateful. So thank you so much. I, like it's such an honor to even have people taking these products and that like feel their power um, and that are sharing that with their audiences and community and family members. So um, that is like, there's truly nothing that makes me like happier and feel more expanded. So I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, and then, I mean, there's like, yeah, there was so many questions in there. I think as at large, maybe like something that I'll just qualify for somebody who knows nothing about mushrooms or, you know, is, is really new to the mushroom scene, um, is that mushrooms are, you know, we'll call the broader category fungi. So, you know, in the same way that we would refer to a plant, like a tree is a plant, but we're referring to the larger category of the plant kingdom fungi are their own kingdom. Um, and that's an important differentiator just because we've often focused on plants, whether it's in our eating or just in our, in our world. Um, and so they've been this largely invisible network and community and, you know, entire life form that is fundamentally responsible for so much of the way life happens on earth. Um, and so that is one of the big whys is, is just the, the interconnectedness and the importance of this kingdom is, um, is just really becoming much more well-known and much more studied um, and has really risen to this like moment where people are really interested in it, in it beyond, you know, really niche mycologists who have been studying it. Um, but there's so many amazing spokespeople for this, for this, for fungi really. Um, and so large class is large class is is fungi as whole. And then within that, there's so many different subcategories. There are, you know, it's one of the largest and more, most diverse forms of life on our planet. And we haven't been able to identify, like we've been able to identify, let's say 10%. And there's another 90% of fungi that we just haven't been able to identify yet. Um, and so what we do know about the 10, there's so many different types of, of these fungi. Um, and, and when we talk about fungi, there's an underground network of mycelium. And so this is a network that is invisible to the naked eye. Um, but that spans pretty much every, every inch of, of soil. There's, you know, this entire network of a living organism under our feet. And that is kind of akin to like the tree itself. So if you're thinking about a tree, you're thinking about like, you know, it has its large above ground structure and the underground structure, the roots, and then there's the leaves of the trees. And so when we think about, when we use that analogy to think about fungi and mushrooms, we have this underground mycelium that acts as this like body for mushrooms to grow out of. And, and what happens through the mushroom life cycle and the reproductive structure 
this mushroom pops up from under the ground, which is what we see. And the spores, so the, a, a mushroom is basically a reproductive body of the mycelium of, of fungi. And that mushroom's sole purpose is to be absolutely beautiful and magical and catch our eye in the forest and have, you know, potentially be delicious, potentially kill us, potentially be <laughs> yeah. psychedelic. Like, you know, there's just, it's, there's a lot. And, and, yeah. And then, and then most of them just don't do anything. Like it really is a handful that are, that are poisonous and, and whatnot. Um, but they then, you know, create their own wind and spread spores and, and that kind of spreads the mycelial network and the network grows. They're also connecting like, you know, all the plants are relying on this mycelium network to bridge between, you know, trees and allow for the transfer of nutrients and for like cellular communication to happen between the plants um, and to be notified of any alarms going off in the, in the forest. There's an amazing, um, amazing scientist that has a great podcast, um, Suzanne Simard. She's based out in British Columbia and she has an amazing TED talk about how plants communicate how trees talk to each other um highly recommend checking her work out because she's been a pioneer in 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 this um in this field and in determining that trees actually do communicate to each other um through through this network um so really as i like as i dot as i dove into really just pursuing an interest like i can't say i can't say that i was like eager to start a mushroom business. <laughs> I sometimes I'm just like, how did this even happen? Um, but I really just started following an interest and following my curiosity. Um, and that, that looked like, like just reading a lot of books about, about mushrooms. And as I dove into some of Paul Samet's work, mycelium running another incredible figure in the industry that has done so much for us, um, and for our knowledge, um, that was where the big why like really hit in with, with like our partnership with this, with this life form, with this kingdom is essential to the evolution of our human species. Um, And really bringing it back to that piece of like, there is no separation in nature. We are of this, we are linked. It's like really a deep desire to reconnect everybody back to this innate wisdom and ancestral knowledge and way of healing through these plant medicines, through fungi medicines, whether that be, you know, natural, natural products or a psychedelic product or whatever that may look like, or a diet change, or, you know, just eating, eating from the earth. Um, And so I really just followed that. And as I, it was, it was honestly just like a turning point of like, there is no going back. And when I think about rainbow, it's like, it was, it, it just felt like the loss of velocity of a movement that I had, a, that I had a vision for, but I could feel was so much bigger than myself. And I think for me anyways, that's the kind of, it's the kind of mission that I would need to get behind. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of mission that fuels you beyond any form of energy, like, imaginable because it's obviously so much so much effort and time and energy that goes into building a business any business um and so you know there was always a deep understanding on my part that that alignment needed to be there or else 
you know, it's just like, I, I really believe that everybody, everybody has a purpose. Um, and that tuning into that dharmic path is where it's like there's there's an an unlimited supply of of energy and passion, and that's really this like driving and, and fueling force. I love that you bring it back to that because it's so obvious from the outside looking in over the years of as I've followed your path and journey, especially with Rainbow, and started using the products like pretty early on. I in large part became aware of this world through your Instagram and then really dove in. Obviously my husband came in clay before and was cheering you on and just thank you for this work because we are really, really big fans. Like we have found so much healing and just understanding both in our physical bodies, but also mentally and in our spiritual practice. Like, like you said, it's just, this partnership is essential. And I feel that Every time I see you sharing or posting, not even just about rainbow, but just about your work and your mission and your why it's so obvious that you are living your Dharma. And this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And every time I see an article or the New York or the, the times square, I'm like, yes, because it's (laughs) just so obvious that this is the path and that you are such an essential part. Like you said, it's the mushrooms guiding. And I totally believe that, but you being who you are looking the way you do sound, the way you do act, the way you do have such a, you know, crucial role to play, I think in the movement. And so it's just been really exciting to see and share, you know, your products with people. It's just the healing benefits alone, you know, not to mention the interconnectedness and everything that you're speaking to, but just, you know, the way that it can really heal the body, um, is just really amazing. And I'm just so excited for the future of plant medicine, um, and fungal medicine. Yes. And fungal both. Um, (laughs) I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. And, uh, that's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I had this reading recently. Um, it was just like a chart reading where, you know, I had the like Chiron and the placements of everything, like a birth chart. And, uh, I cried. Like I, like it was so, it was just mind blowingly accurate, um, Mm. relating to like my purpose and working with the earth. Like that's like, literally it was like, like I should in this lifetime be working with the earth. And it was just, it was so poignant. Um, and you know, I often speak about Dharma and oftentimes people ask books that I recommend. And the one that I always recommend is called the great work of your life. Mm. Um, it's kind of, it's based on a yogic scripture as well. And this author kind of goes back and forth. It is, it, it really was like a huge turning point for me also, um, arrived at my doorstep randomly. Mm. Uh, love it. And yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like what? Um, and, uh, anyways. And so I I think that diving into some of those practices, like really exploring birth charts and, and, um, and human design and all of these pieces can really help people get more in touch with what their personal, like, you know, dharmic path is in this lifetime, because I know that I truly believe that everybody has, has that path and has their place and has their mission. And, and, and it's essential to the whole of, of all of us. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I talk about my word is Dharma that I sort of like bring my whole everything back to is the reason why my business exists is to help people who are living theirs, you know, really excel at reaching their people that they're here to serve. And that's like where my work begins. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate too, you know, you bringing it back to understanding yourself, like whatever that path is, like whether it's through astrology or human design or yoga or, you know, any type of reading, I have so many different like healers that I work with on every realm. And for me, it's really about knowing yourself super, super intimately so that you can get really good at being Mm -hmm. who you are. And that's it. And that's our Dharma is to like figure out who we are so we can be really good at it. And I think you're being, I think you're crushing. And (laughs) I too feel that I am living my chart to the fullest and like honoring this incarnation and doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's so fun to see that in other people in the same way, you know, the interconnectedness, it's like, you can feel it on somebody else when they're like really passionate about what they're doing and finding, you know, a movement in your case, or feeling like they're a part of something much bigger. And I just Mm -hmm. am grateful every day to be able to say that I'm living my Dharma. And I think that it's really not very far out of reach for people who Mm -hmm. don't feel that way. Like it, like you said, it takes one reading. It takes one book, like just that openness and curiosity to listen to the calling is really all it takes. Yeah. And I also just want to say about that. I know you have other questions, but, um, no, this is great. Wherever we go, we go. (laughs) I, I, um, when we met, like it wasn't, it wasn't like this, right? Like it doesn't, it's not like neither of us were doing anybody for anybody where it's like, Oh, that seems inaccessible to me. Or like, I'm not there. Like I wasn't here. It, It was really uncomfortable to be me at at that point in 2013 or 14 and like the transition feels tumultuous like it is listening to the path of like listening to a calling when you have to change so much and leave relationships and basically become a new person but it's the scariest step because you know you're destined for it but it's the scariest thing like I felt that like it, it it's uncomfortable um it's an uncomfortable transition and every day I'm still finding ways to be more fully embodied. Um, so it, it is like, it's a really a never ending journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When we met, I had just ended a 10 year relationship. I had no idea what I was doing with my life. And I was dating Astor, my sweet Aruban man. Oh my and, gosh, right. And yes, <laughs> was so lost, but I was, and I think it's funny because I, I, was recently taking a masterclass with Sophia Amoroso, who is obviously like brilliant at creating iconic brands. And she's created Nasty Gal and Girl Boss, and these have become TV shows and, you know, massive, massive brands, household names. And she said that the thing that iconic brands have in common is that they're not very far ahead of their customers. So they're only like, it's accessible in a way. It's not like completely out of reach. And it's just, 
maybe you're just a few steps ahead. And I think that that's what you're really good at doing with with Rainbow and just your brand. I feel that you have a personal brand that feels iconic from the outside looking in and it feels accessible. And I try and do the same thing with marketing and helping small businesses and people who are wanting to up-level personal, professional, mind-body business. You know, it's all, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And just being a few steps ahead. And I think that that's really important because less than 10 years ago, we were both incredibly lost, like early twenties, <laughs> but we found ourselves on this retreat. And I remember thinking to myself later, like she was hungry, you know, you were hungry, we were hungry. And it's just that hunger or that deep seeking that there's more and that there's more for you. And it's been a really beautiful journey for me two on my path of like really leaning into my love for business and my spiritual practice and the whole, you know, like all of these things Mm -hmm. and now creating this business where in my marketing workshops, I start with this epic playlist. Then people come in and I pull a card, right? We set an intention. We set a container actually. And what I'm actually doing is pulling in Reiki and like work I do with my witch to set that container. Right. I love and it. Then I like blow their mindsets and then I give them the strategy and then there's a writing prompt. Right. And it's all of me. And the more of myself that I bring to whatever it is, whether it's a business meeting or a relationship or whatever, like it's beyond business, right? It's your Dharma mm-hmm. is just like how you interact with the world around and bonus points if you can get paid doing that. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Wow. You just like laid it on us. That is, thank you for doing this work. That's so beautiful. And you know what? I, I needed to hear that. More of you is all I have to say. (laughs) And more of you. Yeah. I mean, Stacy, my mentor, she always says anonymous brands are dead. And I found Rainbow through you, right? So I followed the person first and right. then I trusted the brand. And that's what I meant by you being a bridge into this world of mushrooms, of plant medicine, of holistic nutrition, like all of these things that you're sharing about. Even I remember you did like a melon challenge or like a Mm -hmm. melon cleanse. And it was the first time I had ever been open to even doing something like that. So that it takes these like people who are bridges that like have earned the trust sort of in this space to like Mm -hmm. take us with them, you know, across the bridge into this world. And so I do think that the people too, we are a part of something bigger, but it's like the uniqueness of who we are that actually you know, creates that evolution. So anyway, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Who knew that this is what would bring us back together almost 10 years later? I mean, you can't make this shit up. (laughs) No, you can't. I love, I love the full circles. The, yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's good. So I do have some more nerdy questions just about the mushrooms and the fungal business. It's a whole industry now. Um, and it's growing every day when we watched fantastic fungi clay, like went and invested in like every mushroom stock there. Like it's the future and the future is here. And so I would love for you to share more just about the industry, about what's happening, um, in the business land of what you're doing and maybe what the future looks like. I know decriminalization of 
psilocybin. And there's, for some people, we can't wait. And for other people, there's a resistance. Um, I feel like there's still that very much like psychedelic seventies, like, I don't know, lens that people are looking through this. Um, yeah. Tell me more about the business of the industry. Yeah. The business of mushrooms. I mean, it's an interesting landscape. Like I, you know, I, I came into this really, um, with no business experience. So I've been learning everything obviously as I go and myself in terms of like the actual, like, how do you get a product on the market that needs health Canada approval or that needs to be FDA compliant? And, um, and so I have obviously an incredible team around me, um, both like core rainbow team and amazing consultants and, and whatnot. Um, it was really clear for me, for me from the get-go after having a lot of conversations with different mycologists and anybody that would talk to me literally, um, that I wanted to grow our mushrooms in Canada. And I didn't even know, you know, anything. I didn't even know the word supply chain at the time, right. but what I wanted was transparency and I wanted a close connection to growers. And I wanted to be able to literally call them up on a Friday night. And that's what I do. Like we, so, so I'm, you know, I have, I have amazing, amazing like growers in that sense. Um, and, and the industry at large looks like it can be really hard to have those relationships. You know, a lot of like, a lot of mushrooms are coming from Asia are coming from China where there's, they, you know, Asia is the biggest, biggest producer of mushrooms, um, in the world. And they grow in lots of different ways, but a lot of, a lot of the manufacturers are growing seasonally. Um, and for me that just represented, um, I couldn't take a trip to China, even though I, w- I will at some point, um, but I couldn't do it at that point. And I knew that there were great mushrooms that came out of Asia. Um, and that there were some that are not as high quality. Um, and for me, it was just like too far to be able to make those decisions with, with like integrity and, and, and like, you know, really feeling like I know this, like, I know how these people are like, I can go visit the farm and whatnot. Um, and so, but you know, that, that being said as well, like you can find poor ingredients anywhere in the world. Um, it's not, it's not that it was country specific or anything around that, but it's just that that's largely where the manufacturing of these plants and fungi are are coming from. Um, and so I, you know, as it stands, the industry at large, hopefully there's going to be a lot more mushroom farms in North America. Um, and there's still like that industry still has a ways to go, but definitely like it's so wild. Honestly, I, I haven't, didn't launch Rainbow very long ago, um, but the growth that has, like, like literally when I launched, I was like, wow, I hope people like this. Like, I, I didn't, I can't say, like, I, I, I knew that it was coming um, and, that, and that this was really needed, but ultimately I was also realistic with being like, you know, we're t- I'm, te- I'm, I'm testing. I'm going to see how this goes. <laughs> I, I, you know, I bootstrapped and I, it's not like I had a ton of, of, of money. Like we, we still don't have a marketing budget. Um, so I can't wait like, to get my hands 
on ad campaigns. For- <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, we need help with that. Like I, I am so excited for that day, but I have to say, you know, you're winning when I'm in the cutest boutique ever, my favorite shop in Boulder and shop Jones and co. And I guess, and I'm like, no way. And there are (laughs) all your little tinctures in the coolest, bougiest, like boutique in Boulder that everyone, if you are in the Colorado area or not knows about shop Jones and co in Boulder. And I was like, you guys carry rainbow. And they're like, Oh yeah, totally. How do you know about rainbow? And I was like, Oh, I like know the founder. (laughs) (laughs) No way. She's so cool. You know? And I was with Emery who has a relationship with the owners there. And anyway, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that it's taken off and being at the forefront, I think of such a booming and industry that has like so many unknowns and so many hoops to jump through and just having this brand recognition this early on, I'm very excited for the future of rainbow and all that entails. My last question really about, um, the mushrooms in general is about psilocybin and psychedelics or magic mushrooms, which in my world are very as, as prevalent as like cannabis, um, in the world that I live in here in Santa Cruz. And it's, (laughs) you know, chocolates and gummies and, and all of this. And so it's coming, right. It's coming. We know it's coming, but I, I want to talk about two things. One microdosing and your thoughts on microdosing, because whether it's THC or, you know, microdosing plant medicine and anything you have to say, or anything that feels important to share around the healing benefits specifically for like depression, chronic illness, things like this, and just your take your thoughts, um, anything Mm -hmm. at all around this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, there is so much, um, but I would say it's kind of like a big decision to walk through the door and it's humbling and scary. So with mushrooms or any plant medicines, you can decide to do a microdose, like a subperceptual dose, or you can go like really just go for it and, and go for a hero's dose or even anything lower. Um, and so I think something that's so important is that, is that, our experiences with these substances have, has likely can, can change and has many of our entry points have been as teenagers listening to an older cousin talk about it. In my case, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. That was the first time I ever heard anybody talk about magic mushrooms. And I was like 11. Um, I was 14. I can remember it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And so I think like, you know, a lot of us have these early experiences that we're really not prepared for. So I think when you're talking about huge, huge things, like I haven't experienced depression myself. Um, I've obviously like the ebbs and flows of of like humanness, but um, when, when we're talking about like really, really big conditions like these that lots and lots of people are struggling with, um, I would say like the most, most important thing is your set and your setting and having guidance, like working with 
working with a medicine person, working with somebody that can hold safe, safely hold space and create a container where the intentions are going to be pure and that you are using this for healing. When you walk through that, like nothing is the same. It's like walking through a door and you don't know what's on the other side of it. It's like you're jumping off a cliff into the abyss and you, you don't know. You don't know if you're going to fly or if you're going to fall or if you're going to fall and then you're going to fly. Like it's, it's scary. It should be scary, but the potential for unlocking afterwards and the potential for healing is bigger than, than what I can imagine. And, and I personally think like, um, these are, they're big things. Like, I don't, you know, you don't need to do this like every month or, or like very frequently at all. In fact, if you have a a big experience and a big dose, you probably won't want to come back to it for a while because that's just the nature of it. It's not, um, for most people, it's not, um, addictive in that way, just because it is like, um, a huge dissolution, like just a, a big, a big event. A lot of people say it's, you know, akin to one of the most spiritual experiences of their lives. Um, and that to me is, is, it is just, it doesn't make sense that something that big that should be a rite of passage and a, a human right and a, and a choice is illegal. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and Terrence McKenna says this is a, it's a human rights issue. Like yeah. I control my consciousness. I control where that, where I take that, the expansions that I allow that to go. And, and, you know, and, and we're just like the potential for healing for so many is just, it's, it's unrivaled. Um, and so, and these are, these are natural substances. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I, I can't speak to um, LSD or anything like that, that I know people microdose with specifically. I haven't tried, but um, you know, I think across the board, there's a lot of amazing research that's going into both microdosing for creativity, for um, a lot of like a lot of different conditions, um, aside from creativity, also like depression and anxiety. Um, And something that like feels so true for me is that in my experiences, um, I've had some of the most psychedelic experiences through breath work, Mm -hmm. through being completely sober totally and like these are these are just states of the brain's capacity that we can get to through meditation through you know upregulated breathing through yoga um these are what like the sages and mystics and like this is this is what we're here to experience is the evolution of self the evolution of like the alchemy of the human into greater states of awareness. Um, and so it's like, for me, like my practices of meditation and breath um, on a daily basis help me like ground and get into these states and um, these really large doses that I need for healing are, are like maybe a once, once a year thing or less. Totally depends on where you are. Um, but yeah, just across the board, there's so much here. And I think the, it's just so pertinent that like it unfolds, I hope in, in a really safe and um, accessible way for people, because it shouldn't be like, 
a pharmaceutical that is controlled by big pharma or whatever that evolution takes. These are things that we can literally grow at home. Mm-hmm. And I, I caution in saying that like, if you're doing that, it's still really helpful to have a safe environment and, and like somebody there to really hold space for you and help with your integration after. Um, is it, it's big. Like these are, they're, they're, yeah. they're big experiences. I'm just so happy to hear you share about it. And for me, it's the first time I'm even talking about my obsession with mushrooms on the podcast. Cause honestly, I've been waiting for Yay. you. I've been, <laughs> you're like helping me come out, you know, as this like mushroom oh obsessed, but really it's been so healing for me. I have incredible anxiety. It's just insane. And for me, just working with mushrooms, both through medicinal and magical has been so sacred and this stigma, you know, I just feel that having conversations like this are so important to destigmatize because it doesn't, it's not the same as like doing a night of cocaine. Like it's just not. The fact that it's put in that category, right, of drugs or even hard drugs is just so absurd. And I do appreciate, too, you reflecting on the fact that the way most of us meet these types of substances are as children, like we were kids. Mm -hmm. But now, luckily for me, and especially for me in my personal experience, I didn't do any type of psychedelic hallucinogenic experience until I was like over 28. And so I didn't find this until like my adult life until I had been on antidepressants and like, so I know myself, I'm able to make these decisions. Like you said, consciously walking through the doorway and talk about it in my personal life all the time. But the fact that there's still that like hesitation to even share for me, just feels like, oh, we still have so much further to go. But then at the same time, it's right there. And as soon as it becomes legalized, all of a sudden it's like destigmatized and we can totally talk about it. And it's just funny to me that we're just like on that cusp of being able to have a much bigger conversation. But because like you said, it's illegal. Um, it just feels crazy to me. It feels crazy to me. And the world that I live in, I forget that it's illegal. Like that's, you know, the level where we're at. Um, and just the amount of conversation, I think that's really happening around it. And I'm just excited that there are people like you guiding, you know, even just expressing, the proper way to be in this setting and intentional and things like that. Like there's so much knowledge that you and other people in the industry have that you're not really allowed to share yet. And I think that's like, I mean, it would feel hard for me, you know, it's just like you have this whole other world of knowledge and guidance and intention. And it is so sacred. And I do believe that the way that it comes into the world and the way that it's sold and packaged and then, you know, becomes part of our mainstream culture, that can feel scary as well. And I, but I do know that mushrooms talk to us and have such a bigger, you know, it's like, it really comes into your world. I haven't actually done ayahuasca yet, but I feel the similarly that it's like, you're called to it and you're called, like you said it, you leaned in Mm -hmm. to your Mm -hmm. curiosity and it became this bigger and bigger experience where 
the first step for me was medicinal mushrooms, you know, was adding mm-hmm. cooking with lion's mane and going to the farmer's market and Santa Cruz has a mushroom shop. Oh. And you go in and they're so knowledgeable. I mean, we have Nisi Marks up here. It's a massive mushroom farm. I mean, they're selling mushroom tinctures at the farmer's market. It's all happening. Wow. I got to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. What's the farm called? Um, It's called Nisi Marks. Um, That's where the mushrooms locally are coming from here, especially the ones that they're selling in tinctures and things like that. And it's a beautiful language to speak. And I'm grateful that we get to speak it. So yeah. So I guess my last question before we wrap up is just really around the future of this, like where you see it going and the role that your company and just you want to play, you know, in the future Mm -hmm. of this industry, it's massive. It could go anywhere. It could go anywhere. I mean, it's, it's really still the beginning Um, but it's, it's, it's growing like crazy. Um, you know, in my ideal future in the future that I'm working towards, it's like, this becomes household knowledge. Yeah. And, and that, and that's going to require accessibility and a lot of education. Um, and so those are the two things that I'm really working towards. Uh, and, I, and I mean, the industry at large, like I get really sparked up about just like preventative health mm-hmm. and human optimization. Um, and so we know that fungi are already in a huge portion of pharmaceuticals in general, but we, many of us know that we want, we want to be moving away from that. There's a better way forward. And um, and so, yeah, my hope is that, is that this, this can become something that is household knowledge, um, as ways and that we can, you know, just have more regulation, more government behind, like getting this out to as many people as possible. Um, and it seems like we're headed that way, whether it's like, whether, especially, especially with, with psychedelics and, uh, and plant and fungal medicines being decriminalized and, and we'll see what happens from there with, with, um, legalization. It's coming. It's coming. It's already here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for you and I can't wait, um, for everyone to follow along. Tell us, um, about rainbow just really quickly. Give us the little spiel on if we're new, um, which product should we start with? Because I have my favorites, but I'd love to hear your picks, like which ones you take every day. Yes. Um, okay. So we have all of our, all of our products right now are extract. So tinctures, um, it's a dual extract. So it's a liquid in the liquid form. Um, I put them in coffee every morning. Exactly. Yeah. I put them in my matcha. You can put them right under your tongue. Sometimes I put it in a water bottle, but my, like my morning kind of ritual and, and routine is in, in a matcha. And that's kind of like, I literally wake up looking forward to it. Me um, too. It makes such a difference. I'm out of, um, 11, 11 and my brain feels different. We're going to, I'm going to send you some. I'm send you some. <laughs> I um, just ran out and I'm like, my brain is like foggier. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and it, it's so obvious to me when I don't put it in my, like if for whatever reason I don't have it that morning, 
it's like when I do take it, I feel great, but it's really when I don't take it is when I notice I actually feel a diff- like a really big difference. Yeah. They, so 1111 is our, is our like hero product that I launched with and that everybody has come to, so many people have come to love. Um, I take 1111 every day. I also am like, Rishi is my, just like a spirit, me, my spirit in a mushroom. Um, and so I, I always, I was going to ask That's- you your favorite mushroom. I can't, it's so hard for me to choose, but I, I always choose Rishi. Yeah. Um, I love them all, but uh, Rishi is amazing, amazing for like nervous system, your adrenal glands, stress. Um, it's a known adaptogen. Cordyceps is, I'll just like run through kind of quickly all of them, but Cordyceps is like our energy mushroom um, that has been shown to increase cellular ATP. So people, we can use it before workouts, um, but I really love Cordyceps as well. Lion's Mane is another like, hugely popular. I think after Fantastic Fungi, people just became so obsessed with Lion's Mane. Um, but that is sales after Fantastic Fungi came out. Um, I wonder if it's correlated because I now send that to people as like, just watch this. And then mm -hmm. they're like, okay, where can I get them? And then I'm like, okay, rainbow. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's like, okay, here you go. Now by 1111. So here's entry point. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, for uh, like, I've noticed lion's mane specifically, like a growing interest in it, um, post fantastic fungi. And, and I often like somebody just asked me earlier today, why, why lion's mane? And I'm like, I literally think it's fantastic fungi. And generally like our brains are just like, you know, you say the words cognitive enhancement or like brain fog or more clarity. And they're like, oh my gosh, like that's what I need. And Um, it really does it. Yeah, it's lion's mane. Okay, so the ones I actually take every day are usually a combination, um, which is annoying, but I usually do 1111 reishi and lion's mane. Mm -hmm. Um, And then chaga for me is like, chaga is such a a, like master healer. Um, We have this beautiful product that is kind of seasonal and um, it's working with a friend of mine who's an elder up five hours north of Ontario. Um, has a really beautiful, beautiful way of harvesting chaga, um, blesses the tree and it's all old growth birch in Algonquin and like upper regions of Ontario. Um, so we are offering that as a tea, which is like so perfect for the season that we're entering in Canada. Um, so I typically brew teas and I've been off coffee for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so I've been loving step, chaga. <laughs> yeah, well... I was struggling for a very, very long time with coffee and um, drank ayahuasca in 20, February 14th, 2020. And that was the gift she gave me. Mm. The gift she gave me was that it doesn't even taste good anymore. It's crazy. I, the switch was so drastic and fast. I was like, understood. Thank you. That's what happened um, to me with alcohol. The switch was instantaneous. Instantaneous, yeah. Yeah, coffee's next, but I have my my espresso maker's too good. That's the problem. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> you know what? I think it's like I think for me, it's like I. It's not like I'm like sworn off of it. I I can still. I don't want to deprive myself of the of the joys of like being human, right. like. Because, but, but yeah, because I really taste the difference now. But like, you give me like an amazing espresso, 
and it's like it's a joy but yeah. it's just not an, it can't be an everyday thing for me and my nervous system and yeah 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 so rainbow.com um rainbow.com <laughs> um yeah. and, and i'm just yeah this has been so interesting and i'm really grateful to have had this conversation because it you said so many things that you know brought it full circle for me, especially, you know, using, using psychedelics in a way that is really healing. And for me, unlocking parts of my brain, that's really what it's done is it's, it's recalibrated or rewired the way that I see the world. And it used to be this very anxious, pending doom, fear-based way of living. And thanks to antidepressants and plant medicines and fungal medicines, both medicinal and magic, like CBD and THC. I mean, the works, I just see the world differently. I like see the plants differently. I see life differently. And I just want that for people. And that is my prayer for people. I have a friend that, you know, was really, really, really suicidal until he took uh, mushrooms with a therapist and changed Mm -hmm. his life. I mean, so it's just magical and beautiful. And like you said, set and setting. And I think to separating the medicinal, you know, fungal, fungal industry from the psychedelic industry. I think sometimes two people hear mushrooms and they're like, Oh, are you putting like psychedelics in your coffee? I'm like, no, it's lion's mane, (laughs) you know? So I just, Oh, there is so much education. And that's one thing that I really totally agree. And I'm grateful that your company and you are providing this. My final rapid fire questions, just three. Um, what are you reading right now? Oh, I'm reading The Artist's Way. The Artist's Way. I love that book. Oh, that's I know. Cool. I just I just got back from New York yesterday and the sorry, rapid fire. The universe was like showing me, pointing me in the direction of morning pages. I'd never heard of this. I've heard of the book. I, anyways, it was like three people in one day and then the book, it's all happening. So The Artist's Way. I highly say. recommend. Great book. Um, who is your current muse or favorite follow? Gosh, I have so many. You can name a couple, but okay. So I live for their posts or shares or podcasts. I, yes, I really love, um, I love Tara Thomas, a friend of mine that is based in New York. She's a chef and an activist and she's just so incredible. And I love her work. And I also love, a a woman and a brand called reset and the person behind it, um, Liz Tran is her name and her posts are, are just poignant and beautiful. And she's, um, an incredible human. And those are the two, my two muses right now. Great. I'm excited to look them up. I mean, these rapid fire questions are my cheats to get new, new follows, (laughs) new books. You know, it's like the best way I think you can share your love with somebody is like a good song, a good book and a good follow. Um, My last question is really just, you know, any last words you have um, about anything we talked about, anything that feels important to share or your prayer for like your future customers and people who experience your retreats, your products, your sessions, like who come through your world. 
what your mm-hmm. prayer is for them. Um, my prayer for anybody and everybody is really for people to remember that everything that they are seeking, all of the medicine exists within you. You have the ability to self-heal and heal yourself and through that process, inevitably touch and heal those around you. And to just come back to that, like our intentions around anything can transform it. Um, And so just to remember how powerful our thoughts are and our intentions are and the human body is, yeah. Love it. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here as well. Go mushrooms. Go talk about. (laughs) I'm just cheering you on. I mean, we really are. I'm excited to see what you create and it feels like you're just in flow and really serving something bigger. And so I'm like, what, what are they going to drop into her lap next that she gets to, you know, run stuff coming. Yeah. So it's just cool to be a part of your journey. Um, highly recommend following you on Instagram. I will put your IG in the show notes. You're one of my favorite follows. Um, I wish you posted a little bit more. I know. Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't post enough. Um, it's okay. We'll get there. Well, when I, you know, I, that is, I like my heart, my heart wants to educate more. Um, and I'm, I'm, I am hiring a bigger team. I've just been so like, hands in everything. So I'm moving into a stage that I'm really excited about where I'm going to be able to share more and educate more, which is really, really what I want to do a lot of. It's a huge growth edge be going from being the business to becoming the business owner and, you know, just zooming out a little bit more and yeah, I'm here for it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This has been such a long time coming. I was so, so, so excited. And to everyone listening, this has been such an exciting episode. Truly one of my favorite things. Um, When people ask me, like, what are you most interested in right now? Or what are you researching right now? It's like mushrooms and the fungal (laughs) world. And yeah, it's just, and in microdosing is really interesting to me right now from the space of like not replacing antidepressants completely but there's just a lot of healing, um, that can come from the plants, from the earth, from, from this world. Thank you. Thank you for being a fungal ally and being a voice and sharing this. So yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful. Highlight of my day. Thank you so much for having me. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to everyone listening until next time, keep growing.